Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Was I meant to speak then or was that a test? Did you not hear that? Kevin? I could. Oh, I heard it, you yeah. say we're starting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're going. Do you want to start again or are we rolling with that? No, just keep rolling. <laughs> the Sweet Towns of Kevin Bonnie Wilson and Tom Day with 20 and friends. Uh, off, offline, online. Offline, online. Um, we're not together in the studio. We had a very special guest that we lined up. Uh, someone has got crook, won't say who, initials SRR. Uh, hello, Dane Swan. Hello, Samantha Richards. Uh, what's wrong with you, Sam? <laughs> it got me, Dane. What? The cocoa? The cocoa got me. Mm. The Rona. Have you, is, that the first, is that your first time you've had it? You've got it? Yeah. You currently have it, I'm assuming. I currently have it. Uh, it's the first Definitely time. Definitely speaking Mexican. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm still coughing grief over that. Um, yeah, the first time I've got it, unlike yourself, who's a warrior of the COVID game. Mm. Um, if you go three more times, you've had it as many times as Dane. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I um I was I thought I was going to escape it. To be honest, I, I mean I've done the tennis where there was thousands of people and I was there every day and cricket and all those public things and then some snotty little children gave it to me. I don't know why people are trying to avoid it. Like it's gonna you're gonna get it. Like, well, yeah, I, I just wanted know. to avoid it before going to Perth because now the borders are open. We got flights booked to Perth. I thought if this fucking thing gets me right before I go, then I'll be pissed. Where are you meant to go? Um, we're going for Easter, so luckily I'm getting it out of the way. April. Yeah. 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 Out of Brisbane, I think, for the Pies Lions game, but that's irrelevant. But yeah. Well, lucky. No, it oh, it's very relevant. It is. Yeah. yeah. First of all, have you had a haircut, Dane? You look sharp today. No, my head just got bigger. <laughs> You're a dickhead. <laughs> um, yes, no, I did get a haircut. I went down to, to Timmy down at um, Gosh and Co. Um, we cut my own hair for fucking two, or I haven't been, the tail's been shaving it for what, the better part of two years now. So it's nice to have, I think I had one haircut in the States and her nephew shaved it once and made an absolute... <laughs> No, I absolutely butchered it. How can so, you fuck up um, shaving hair? Well, he's a seven-year-old. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Um, yeah, so that didn't go to plan, but yeah, haircut. Um, looking sprightly. I needed it, but um, yeah, everything's going all right. We had to see the people yesterday, didn't you? Uh, I got a message. You're at you're at Rebel Sports. Someone tweeted. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was down there with um, Fev was down there, Adam Cooney, Mon Conti from the Richmond Tigers, WAFL, uh, a couple of Storm boys, Harry and Fusey. Um, yeah, there's a few that opened this, opened a new store. AFLW, Dane. Mm. Oh, what did I say? WAFL, sorry. Um, <laughs> not from the Waffle, uh, the Western <laughs> Australian League. Um, last time you said Waffle, we got in trouble. Yeah, yeah. What was it? The Boston Waffle? What kind of waffle was it? It's <laughs> just Waffle Stomp. Waffle Stomp. Um, yes. So, yeah, no, it was all right. It's a, quite a nice store, actually. So, you should get yourself high points. Fair drive for me. But, um, yeah, no, it's a lovely store. Very interactive. But, um, yeah, just giving you a bit back, mate. Used to be your local, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was for, for many years. Yeah. Your parents were out that way. I probably should have popped in and said hello. But I drove, but through, I I drove through Paul Benno's the other day, Dane. Um, but not, on, yeah. not intentionally. The ring road was closed, so I got sent through. Your window was locked, and um, were your windows up and doors locked? Yeah, I was thankful for automatic door locking. Um, uh, interesting characters. Part of the world, for all minutes. Well, yeah, there are. Yeah, it's a beautiful part of the world. Can see all sorts down in Broadmeadows. I've realised. Lovely. How many of the fans still around there, Dane? Uh, not so much Broadmeadows. Um, to the west of it, West Meadows. West so Meadows, still, yeah. Still family in there, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, well, speaking of Fev, actually, unfortunately, I, I'd love to talk about some fun stuff, but there's only been one story this week. Yeah, it's quite tragic, isn't it? He's good mate. Warning. Yeah, yeah, no, it's horrible, eh? Um, I'm sure everyone's got their stories with him, but... What's yours? Um, oh, I, I, well, first of all, I think, you know, is. I'm not, well, when I when I found Champions Data's list the other week, like I figured that Warney would be on it because he's like one of you know the greatest Australians of all time. And I think, especially I guess the men, why we loved him. I think it's probably because we all seen a little bit of ourselves in him. He's just a normal fucking knockabout Aussie, normal dude who just happened to be the world's greatest leg spinner. You know, um, when you're around him, he, he didn't he didn't you knew who he was. He had like an aura around him, but he wouldn't have if a guy from in a non-cricketing playing country walked in and didn't know who he was, you wouldn't have thought that he was shame, like the the size of the man he was. He was just a normal dude who just happened to be the world's greatest league spinner. So he was, um, yeah, it's horrible. Gone far too soon. He was just a normal guy. He loved a, a drink, loved a dart, mm. loved eat baked beans. And he wasn't the... You know, it wasn't LeBron James where he's six foot eight, some unbelievable freaky athlete where you think, fuck, well, that's unachievable. It's a bit like Steph Curry-ish, you know? Like, everyone wants to be Steph Curry because he's just the, a normal dude who's going to shoot the ass out of a basketball where Warney was just a normal dude who's happened to be the world's greatest league spinner. Um, Did you have much so, with him? Uh, yeah, before this podcast, oh, well, a little bit. Like, you know, was he a friend? Probably. But, um, you know, we didn't see each other weekly or anything like that, but, like, I'd speak to him on the odd occasion. Uh, but I think Warnie made everyone feel like he was their mate. Um, stories, well, we did, before this podcast, we actually, I don't know if I've told you, so I've told this on air, but um, we, me, him, and Joey Johns were going to do a podcast together. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. 
Who was well, going to regulate that, that one, been, you, If you did tell it, that was from the year that I had blacked out of my brain. Um, so can you repeat? Yeah. Um, so we, I don't know, he, I don't know how we got together, but so me, Joey, and Warney um, went to Warney's house. Um, yeah. So we 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 recorded two episodes. Um, I'll never see the light of day. Uh, Warney's management in the UK said, "Uh, uh-uh, that would not be going to air." Um, Good lord. So, so I think we got there about Barney. Look at his balls, lucky bugger. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so we get to Warney's house at like, know, like ten a.m. and uh, just on a Tuesday, I drove, and um, well, we get in there and I'll say, to, I can obviously not meet each other, but just have a chat. And Joey grabs a beer. The oh, fuck, it's ten a.m. It's Tuesday morning. Mate. <laughs> We did a podcast for an hour. I reckon he drank 11 beers. I'm from 10 to 11. She said, what the fuck's going on? I said, he's like, where are we? Well, what are we doing? Where are we going? I said, Charlie, it's fucking 10 a.m. Tuesday morning, but 11 a.m. I'm going home. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, my summer story, and obviously them two, because they play internationally and um, obviously got much better stories than me. So I was, I was fucking um, bringing up the rear, obviously, so I was trying to overcompensate with some stories. But, yeah, mate, I was a, when we come back the next day and did the second hour, uh, mate, I, listen, I was bringing up the rear, obviously, but that podcast would have done some big numbers. Um, <laughs> For a short amount of time. <laughs> well, I was running out of stories. That's the problem. So, but those two have got um, a fucking got a, a heap. So it was, uh, it was awesome to... And it was it was pretty much unfiltered, um, so it was great. Uh, but yeah, um, so they yeah we spoke for an hour. Um, they told some unbelievable stories, and it was just yeah no holds barred. We were just it was all sort of telling stories about the good old days, and then um, we did the second one the next day, and then so we last well, left that did and they obviously. My, I think my, I think Pickles was there, and obviously I don't give a fuck. So, um, me, I think me and Joey give it the all clear. But Warney's a bit bigger name than us. So, um, if you ever want to work again in this country, that's um, that podcast might be coming out. So, um, unfortunately, yeah, it never come out, and, and it led me to to this one. So, oh. fucking spewing. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair drop. Though. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, mate, and Warney was super gracious. I let him let us into his home. Um, obviously a nice one. And mate, we just sat around, just talk shit. And, um, yeah, it was great. But um, yeah, unfortunately, that never went ahead. Those tapes, uh, probably, Dane, would go for millions in the future. Like you know how, like years on from Michael Jackson's passing, they find these unreleased records and they want the family to release them yeah. and they'll be worth lots of money. Imagine if people got their hands on those two podcasts. You could make a bit of coin, oh, be, Yeah, that'd be – you'd get some entertainment out of it. But, yeah, I'll, obviously I don't know if you two have anything to do with Sabre stuff, just tragic. Like everyone, there's not much more that can be said. There's what's been said about him. Um, just another thing of how fucked the world is at the moment, what's going on, and then Warney goes on top of everything that's going on at the moment. Um, yeah, it's horrible. Um, I just hope his kids and that are like everyone. Hopefully, they're going okay and getting through it. But um, yeah, just just a tragic, tragic um, 
thing and he's gone too soon. Um, unbelievable man. Uh, yeah, what else can you say that hasn't already been said? I um I was always a couple of degrees separation from him. I remember I played against him under for seven years. I'm sure I did. We're exactly the same age, and um, his club's East Sandy, and uh, and my club Glen Huntley. There's connections there. So um, when he made it, remember all the boys. They they didn't say anything other than complete nice words about him and how he was so grounded to his local club. And uh, and later when I got to meet him at Channel Nine days, he, he's just. And don't you touch on it, but I'm talking about to everyone. And I'm, you know, when he would walk into Channel Nine and be from the receptionist to the makeup person to everyone, he was just so uh, so humble and didn't act like the superstar. And I'm yeah. talking about sort of mid '90s when he was really on the rise and already becoming a superstar. And made an effort, you know, like didn't just walk in and go, right, I'm going straight to the the big dogs. You know, would fucking speak to the receptionist or speak to the, you know. There's the, the regular people in the, the building or whatever you want to call it. He, he'd make an effort with when I, when I was around him, like when I'd do a poker tournament or something, I'd do a function with him. Like, you know, he'd make an effort to go around and speak to, you know, most of the people. And, you know, I'm not, clearly not on the, the level he is, but, you know, saying hello to someone for 20 seconds and people go back, oh, that's, you know, warning. So he made people feel good about themselves. And the other thing about warning is that, how how long was he in the spotlight for? What, what where was his first test? Ninety ninety or something? Eighty nine was it? Ninety ninety two. So he was twenty three, I reckon, when he first became. Yeah. Just... So what's that? Fucking thirty years and like. Yeah. yeah, he got in. You know, he never had like a, he had incidents off the field, but it was only like he never had like a drug scandal, like a violence scandal, like mm. everything he did, he sort of did with it. You know, in his private life, and that's his fucking private life, and no one else's business. But like, he never really got in trouble off the field where he had. You know, trouble, trouble is always just in his private life where, you know, it's his business and no one else's. Then mm-hmm. the, the, he took advice from his mum, took a diuretic. But apart from that, <laughs> like, he was just a good-natured human who never really, you know, he, like, he wasn't, never gone in all blue, never fucking, you know, caused any dramas apart from in his own private life. And that was just him. So, yeah, just one of the very, very good ones who has gone through soon. No doubt. Um, we uh, we did the London footy show 2001 um, and it was back live uh, to Melbourne. So it meant we were taping it sort of like 11 o'clock in the morning. It hit, hit the bar about, you know, early afternoon. And I caught up with a mate of mine who had moved over to London to live. And Flemo, who we had on last week uh, prior to this tragedy, uh, came over and said, uh, if you if you want to lose your mate, uh, Warnie's going to take us to an exclusive nightclub. And by the time he got to exclusive, I was already I'd already lost my mate. So <laughs> straight out the door. And he's and at the time he was in some kind of as you said, uh, uh, any any uh, controversy he was in was just his own private life. But I thought I wonder how he's going to do this. And you could barely recognise him. We walked through the middle of London. He was wearing a bright red bandana. <laughs> 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 Everyone pointing at him. Uh, he, he was just a beauty. And uh, the other one that I remember vividly was we did Street Talk in Oakley Mall. <laughs> Sam and Warnie, I was trying to find it on YouTube the other day. I couldn't find it. I'm going to have to ask one of the old footy show boys if, they, if they've got it somewhere. And people were <laughs> walking up to him and getting on their knees and bowing to him. But he was just <laughs> fantastic. He loved it. But he wanted, uh, he was he was as good to people as they were to him. Yeah, absolutely. I remember he helped us out after we played in Ireland, um, in the international rules, like, cause I was with Joey Montagna and stuff like that. And a couple of St. Kilda boys and, um, Ed, Ed helped us out over there too, but we're in, um, London and a, a quick 
I think Joey, a quick message to Ed or um, just to, to Warney or um, what's his name? Um, or whoever does it, irrelevant. Um, and like he sorted us out, like he wasn't there, but like a couple of quick text messages, all of a sudden we're into the best restaurant in London and go walk straight into one of the best bars in London, got us a table, free drinks. So, um, yeah, he was just a great man and helped you out wherever he could. Do you reckon between Ed and Morty that's most of the globe covered? Mm. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Yeah. All right. Um, yes, yeah, so it's better to think. What have you seen from the pies, uh, Dane? Ah, oh, not much. Um, they were going to win the flag last week, and now they're going to finish on the bottom. Um, I mean, I, I don't. I haven't watched a second of it. Um, uh, like I don't know. We talked about this before. Like what you can take a bit out of what are they, are they called? Community? Is it, a community, is it the community yeah, cup they're playing now? What a fucking um, yeah, answer cup or whatever it is. Um, mate, you take about twenty percent out of it. Um. And it's my, the the old the senior players take the whether they're gone shit or killed it they'll take zero percent out of that. I don't care if, they've, if the guns haven't had a kick or they've had forty and kicked five. It doesn't mean a thing. The only thing you look for is the young players um, to see how they're going in, like the second or third year players, see if they've how their body looks and if they've made a transition to the next level, which is very hard to tell because. All is there. The the guns don't play nowhere near as hard as they do when it comes to round one. So the the difference between the blokes who are trying to make it and the established players narrows a bit because the blokes who are trying to make it are working their ass off and rightfully so because they're trying to get a game for round one. And the core 10, 15 blokes know they're playing round one. So they just pull the handbrake up just a little bit more, a little bit earlier, maybe no stick the head, run it back with the flight of the ball. Because I certainly did. I remember we were playing the Saints and I, the ball came back and I should have run back with the flight. Rewild was storming out and I just fucking moved. And I remember Goddard abused me. I was like, mate, it's a fucking NAB Cup game. Well, the chances of, <laughs> chances of me getting me back run through in a preseason game, it it's very, very unlikely it happens in a regular season match. The chance that I, chance <laughs> that I go back in a NAB Cup game, whatever it's called, is... Height is zero, so um, yeah. The the gap between the blokes who are trying, I mean, the blokes who are trying to stay on the list and fight for round one, and the senior blokes narrows because, like I said, the senior blokes, you know, they're trying, but they're all working on different stuff. I also want to get some running legs. I want to work on 
my defensive running. I want to work on fucking some whatever they want to work on a bit of where the blokes who are trying to play around one of the young guys or guys who are on their last legs are busting their ass and doing everything they can to impress. So that's why they look a lot better. So you can't be too sucked. And obviously there's outliers for everything. Our blokes who are going to jump up and really impress in the preseason and then they start round one and they get an opportunity and they fucking go away with it. Of course, but the majority is you kind of know where they land. But um, we'll, we'll do the, the, the punting one after this. It's Round one's a very fucking hard round to, to bet on because you just don't know. But, um, yeah, the Pies, as long as they play a better brand of footy, I can cop them, um, which we'll talk about in the next one. But yeah. um, as long as they play a more aggressive style and you can actually see that um, – some improvement from the young kids instead of being so mentally drained on where they have to be defensively and they're actually allowed to use their talents and use what got them into the AFL, um, I'll be happy with, with that improvement because I don't expect them to, to do much this year. Not that you're criticising the previous coach until we actually get him on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'll, no, I will criticise How are you going to ask you at the moment? Podcast. How are you going, all right? <laughs> we're, we're, gonna cha- we're changing our dates. So, mate, I need to know when we're locked in. Exactly. Like Wednesday to Friday. We need to... Well, the math science will be on every week from Tuesday. Yeah. Every Tuesday. Mm. Every Tuesday. No, every Tuesday. Every Tuesday we talk and then we'll do it as late as possible. Yeah, yeah, maybe Thursday before yeah. the games. We'll have to do it early next week because there's a game Wednesday. People want to make money. These, these, real one. Um, uh, tell, tell me this about the uh, couple. We'll get the messages and then we'll do uh, the math science. The um, the crackdown, umpires crackdown. So uh, the, it would always amuse me when they, every year there's an overreaction at the start of the year and then it sorts itself out. So straight away when there's a couple of 50 metres in a NAB cup that, as you say, even umpires don't give a fuck about, Dane, all they want to do is show what they, what they intend doing. And the yeah. reaction is, what if this happened in the final? It's not going to happen in the final because they sorted it all out now. Yeah, and, and on that legitimate question, has there been any rule changes? Maybe I, have, I wasn't no, here quite. when they did it. No. There's like the, the standing on the mark still there. Yeah. And all, so they're, they're saying that they're, they're going to crack down on an existing rule in regards to respect yeah, towards umpires. Yeah, yeah, I understood that one. I saw maybe they might have been, they might have got rid of the standing on the mark rule or no. they might have brought something. Okay. Um, ah, yeah, but they, they do it every year. But, and well, water always finds the same level. Well, they'll, they'll figure it out. Um, I think you should be able to have a conversation with an umpire. I'd actually like to see the umpires give a little bit back. Like, like <laughs> you know, like have a, like you see in the NFL or the NBA, like just have, treat them as humans, not as fucking, you know, people you that can't be talked to. Like, mate, that was a shit decision. Or, and the umpire go, well, mate, worry about getting a kick instead of complaining about me. And you know, I think, I think that would be good for the game. But, um, well, yeah. you clearly were on their good books getting votes. Mate, you don't get Brownlow votes abusing umpires. <laughs> And and like I've said many times before, like I was too tired by the time I got if I give a free kick away, I needed all the energy I could. So by the time I turn around and yell at an umpire, like the ball was moved. So I and and they do have a tough job as much as now that you know, we obviously hate them sometimes, but mate, what's the point in for me, I was like, What's the point in yelling at him? He's never gonna fucking reverse it. He's never gonna go, Swan, you made a very good point there. Can I bring the ball back? <laughs> We're gonna reverse that. That's a Fucking great point you've made there. You didn't get him around there. Yeah. So, and then the next time, if you've called him a cunt or you've, you know, you've, yeah, you're fucking idiot or you've just, you've yelled at him. And we're all human. So psychologically, deep down, if there's a 
Yep. And you've, you've just called him an asshole two minutes ago. And it's one where he puts a whistle in his mouth and goes, oh, and they can say they're not by They can say, but we're all human. So and there might be one free kick a year that that happens because they've just abused someone. What's the point in, what's the point in giving them that little bit of extra, you know, incentive not to pay free kick for you or pay one against you? So I'd just be like, great decision. <laughs> yeah, stand up on the bar. That's a great decision. Yep, yep. So, yeah, and I was too tired to do it anyway. But, but yeah, they, if, if umpires aren't, and if umpires aren't, they're not attracting umpires to the game, and we're out of umpires, the game's rooted, isn't it? So yep. they do have to show, you know, some empathy to the umpires, and we need, obviously, great umpires coming into the game to help grow the game and have, obviously, umpire the game. So I don't have a super big problem with it. I'm sure... If I'm watching it and um, and there's a soft free kick for something, we'll, I'll complain about it. But well, the players pick pick shit up pretty quickly. Might be a couple of the first couple of rounds, and then by after the bye week in middle of the year, it's all forgotten about, and it's just footy as usual. The one that um, I was interested in wasn't the Melbourne ones, which is as you said, they'll find its own level. But Darcy Moore got a fifty against him just for holding the ball strategically. I actually like that as long as they're going to be smart yeah. in uh, in showing what they're on about. Yeah, and and like I think like everything, the players and the coaches want consistency. So yeah. if if that's a free kick, that has to be a free kick in the last thirty seconds of a game, in the first thirty seconds of a game, in a final, in in you know in a preseason match, in round four, you know it has to be the same. So you know what you're getting when you go into. Um, a game, like I know, I watch the NFL a fair bit, and like now certain officiating crews have certain sort of, you know, biases and tendencies to what they they hold. So like, you know, I don't you don't don't want to have to get to that where you look at the umpires and go, well, they they actually um, give more holding the ball free kicks, or they let the marking and the pushing in the back go a bit more. You don't want to have to get to that where you have to actually, um, you know, do work on do background work on the umpires week to week to see what free kicks they give more on what ones they let go. You don't want to have to do that. You just want to have to do consistency across the board and let um, the players know, more importantly, this is going to be a free kick every day, of the, every day, and that's not going to be. But um, we'll see. We'll see. It'll all play out in the first few weeks. All right, from Fletcher, ask Sam where the best place to go for Mexican classes. <laughs> you fucking idiot, Fletcher. <laughs> Are you enjoying living that one down, Sam? Oh, it's flat out. It's from people that I didn't even know listen to the fucking show, like that I come across <laughs> in my daily life, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, good one. Very funny. Ah, uh, dear. Well, you better address this, and, and you actually got to remind me what you said. From the real KP, how does Sam feel about questioning Warnie as an Australian legend? Now, obviously, you did it two weeks ago, so we're not being smart. What, what actually did you mention? I don't when I, I think when I said Warnie's a great Australian, I think Sam may have uh, bristled at that. But no, this was your that, champion data list. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think – well. I don't think he deserved to be on that list with the company that was on there. As in, he's a good bloke. George Pell, not a good bloke. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Swan- that's a fair bit of context. Swanee's well, list was... I, I didn't write the list. Champion data did. Not no, my fault. I know that. But Swanee's list was, list was tongue-in-cheek. It was obviously a bit... It was not tongue-in-cheek. Oh, well, I walked when he says the greatest bloke, it. the greatest blokes in Australia, yes, yeah, um, Warney is one of those greatest blokes. Is you know, George, if is you George had to write, no. At least you have Australians you want to have a beer with. If Warney's not in the top five, he's definitely in the top five. 
Do you know, Warney has always run his own race. I remember one of the first times that I did interview him, if this is what the question was about. Well, I had to interview him when he was playing for the Stars, the Melbourne Stars. So we're at the MCG, right? The hallowed turf. I'm standing on the turf waiting for Shane Warne to come up the race and we were literally waiting for him. You don't wait for anyone but Shane Warne. So I walked up to the top of the race to see where he was and he's down the bottom of the race sucking a dart right before he's about to come out and play cricket at the MCG where you're not allowed to smoke anywhere. But he seemed to be allowed to smoke down the bottom of the race right before exactly. coming out to play cricket. Exactly. But he, he, had, he, was, he was one of those very few... Very few special people who look like a. Oh, well, it's morning. He's allowed. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, he, he sort of he sort of had that freedom. There's not many of them, but you just go. Yeah. Oh, like who's smoking down there? Oh, it's morning. Oh, hurry up, Shane. Finish it, then <laughs> then going thing. You know, so one of the very very special few that was allowed those privileges. Mm. Uh, from luck of the lees, is it true Dane will be playing for the people at Campbelltown, Sydney this year? Uh, I've, I've got a game in Sydney, and whether it's camp, uh, I think so. I'm not Maybe sure. Maybe a long stop stone looking at the track. Uh, no, it's June. <laughs> I have a game in Sydney it's in June 18, I think. So, yeah, I, it may be underwater by then. I've got a game in Brisbane in two weeks. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's going ahead. Uh, but yes, I think so. I, they're not called Campbelltown, but I think it's out west somewhere. Yeah, so I will be. I will be there. From Gully, how? Uh, hey, Swanee, how many days after a three-peat should I take off to celebrate? After a three-peat? Yeah. A premiership? I assume that's what he's meaning. Or just a three-day render. Um, <laughs> uh, a three-peat, you got to take – if it's a three-peat premiership, you've got to take the week off. So yeah. finish Saturday, that's a that's, – they're very, very rare. They don't come along um, too often. Three-day bender, uh, you probably want to take – obviously have to take – if it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, obviously have to take Monday off. Sleep all day. Then Tuesday, you got to get up. It's hard as it sucks. Um, terrible Tuesday. You got to get up. You got to do something active. You got to get outside the house. Got to sweat. Got to do something. So on to feel better about yourself, and then you're good to go Wednesday. From Lee, when is Mick Collis coming on to talk Sudoku? Yeah, we opened a can of worms last week. We really. Yeah, well, if, you can, if you can, if you can reach him, if we can reach it's him, reachable. Yep. And it's from reachable. Mitchie, thoughts on Maxi getting the call up on the Dylan Friends podcast over you, Swanee? Nick Maxwell. He must have done the Dylan Friends podcast. Ah, well. Have well, you got issues with him at the moment? With Nick Maxwell? Um, <laughs> Can you make moment? one up? Well, I've got issues with most things going down in the Collingwood Football Club at the moment. Well, Where's the injury reports start? Well, I'd imagine this week. Um, can't. Oh, yeah. When, when you pick him for solo over me, that's when, when you know it's bad. That's when you know it's bad. Um, but I like, you know, we'll soldier on. We'll soldier on. I'm St. Kilda City. I'm a peanut farm guy now. In the part one. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.